Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. No, I'm Ray from the House of Zod. Uh, yes, <laughs> I assume you're cold because we're in the North Pole. I'm not quite sure. Um, <laughs> we just Good had pick a up. Jeez, that was quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was trembling. I was trembling because of the the cold winds well, on my nose. Sorry, I, I, was, I wasn't sure if you were trying to be like a DJ or something. Um, <laughs> I think I was. I don't know. Who knows what we crazy Zods do? Yeah. It's um, it's up in the air, really. Yeah. We just kill every single one of us. Watch <laughs> <laughs> this neck snapping going to happen soon. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, yeah. So we, are, we are here, as you alluded to, in the freezing cold. Yes. Um, so... Like we, yeah, this is going to be a fun episode because uh, our main feature is uh, Superman's Christmas Adventure, mm-hmm. and it is as fun as it sounds. Uh, uh, yes, <clears throat> you know, with, uh, going back to sorry, go on. No, I was just saying with with one jolly, I was about to say green giant, jolly red and white giant in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's a, it's a nice little story, going back to 1940, back to the Golden Age, you know, just a, it's a great, great story for kids, mm-hmm. um, and me, too, because I, I thought this was, de- <laughs> I thought it was delightful, um, <laughs> delightfully, you know, with some, with some great absurd bits, uh, like, well, I was getting captured twice, we'll get to that later, mm. um, but, uh, yeah, first off, uh, Superman News, now, uh, a Red Sun trailer dropped, but unfortunately, I uh, haven't watched it yet, because I just remembered that it existed, but that's a thing that happened. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I saw on Twitter, yeah, James Mateus, who has a part in it, had been Oh, Twitter. really? Yeah, yeah. He, um, I think he's written it, or he's Ooh. co-wrote it or something. So, I haven't seen it, but I've seen the still of it. Uh, I only saw that just today, so I didn't, I didn't really know. I'm glad he's writing it, because uh, Peter Tomasi wrote Death of Superman, and that was very, very good, as opposed to Reign of the Superman, which wasn't written by a comic author, I believe, so hopefully, oh. uh, James, J- how do you pronounce his name again? Uh, James D. Mateus. Yeah, hopefully his involvement um, is a good sign, because he's written a lot of good stuff. Um, oh, yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, he's, he's... Like, he's written everything for our characters, I'm pretty sure, mm. um, except for yeah. Super, uh, Iron Fist. That's, you know, he's written Moon Knight, oh, he's written yeah, Superman, right. he's written Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, so that, I'm really looking forward to Red Sun. I'm still looking forward more. I'm still looking forward more to the Man of Tomorrow okay. movie, just because that's an original story. Yes, it just as, as an aside, Connor, I know you like it. I don't know if you know as well. J.M.D. Mateus, he's written the uh, the Constantine movie. Oh, City of Demons? City, yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, I, that I knew you liked so that good. one. That, yeah, that's James Dimitris. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well then. Um, yeah. So you know it's in good hands then with the Red Sun. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So that'll be fun. We'll be covering the Red Sun book. Uh, well, next year at this rate, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. this is our last episode for the year. Oh, 2019. Where have you gone? Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, it's been a good year for the podcast. So hitting out, you know, we hit our stride pretty early to be honest, but we're still Mm. hitting our stride. So big year next year though, Connor L, because the big five zero will be looming. 
for the podcast. Ah, oh, yes. right. I'm like, wait, you're turning 50? No, no. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I didn't. <laughs> oh, steady on. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, episode 50. I feel like you yeah. should do something for episode 52. Just because yeah, 52 is a number in DC, you know? Yeah, let's do that instead. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, obviously next year we'll be doing Red Sun and mm-hmm. the requests we have, and we'll also be covering A Man of Steel mm-hmm. as well. And before we cover Man of Steel, we'll be doing all the big influence books leading up to it. So mm-hmm. we'll be doing stuff like Birthright, John Burns' Man of Steel. You know, a lot of, we're going to be doing a lot of origin stories, uh, for Meta Steel movie, unfortunately. So we might try and break those up. Um, yeah. so we'll do one origin story, then we'll do another episode of something else, and then we'll do an- the next origin story. Cause we also have like Earth One as well. Right. Um, like Birthright, Man of Steel and Earth One, uh, Secret Origin in- influenced it a bit, but I despise that book. So I'm not sure if I can be bothered covering it. Okay. Um, is it something that I, I, I should read, regardless of it being bad or not? I'll read it if you want, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know my motto, try something out and make up your own mind. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just to further educate one as a Superman, you know, newbie. I, I don't want to say newbie anymore. I would say as someone who's on the journey to becoming a Superman fan. Is, I, is it one that you find uh, essential? I don't consider it essential reading. Okay. Right. Um, man, it, it, a lot of people do like Secret Origin, but it doesn't have like the modern classic level of Birthright and Man of Steel right. in terms of reputation. So, uh, yeah, but there's like there's like a specific line of dialogue that from Secret Origin that's in Man of Steel, but I couldn't really think of any other big influences because um, mm-hmm. it's such a like Bono wank book. Um, sorry, oh. kids. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, in other news, though, uh, Crystal Reeves' Superman cape sells at auction and sets record. So it sold Ooh. for 193750 American dollars. Holy Petunia. Uh, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's the most expensive superhero cape sold at auction. I'm hoping whoever the buyer is doesn't try and use it to fly. Look, if the buyer doesn't actually put it on... Then why even get it? <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. that's pretty funny. There's that's just that mental image of whoever the buyer is. They will be using it like at least once. Yeah, you got it right. I would hope the, I would. I know? would take it out of its glass <laughs> case. I'd put it on. I'd take a few photos, run around, and then I'd put it back in the glass case. Because man, I just spent what nearly two hundred thousand US dollars on that cave. I'm going to use it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but uh, so that, that was an interesting. Tidbit. Uh, other Superman news, not much, just interviews and stuff. Oh, uh, hang on. There's a big, the big news. One of the disappointing news about uh, Superman. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, there was an interview with oh. Brandon Routh. Where sorry? He, sorry, I was just saying before we get into that. Yes. Um, Brandon Routh was saying he hesitated to return uh, oh, as yes. Superman because mm-hmm. he wanted to play either the same version or a very similar version to mm-hmm. the Superman Returns. Um, I believe it is the same version. Yep. Is, is what they've been going for. And Brandon Routh says, oh, all the loose ends are getting wrapped up. And I'm like, well, what about your son? That was a thing in Superman Returns, remember? Um, <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if he pops up, uh, because, you know, he, I didn't see him dying in the gas attack, unless I missed that. But yeah. Um, yeah. is that, uh, 
there's there's other stuff. Blah, you know. Did you read Connor? I don't know if you did because I know your thoughts on the Smallville take. Uh, we'll get to it a bit later. Um, yeah. But did you read articles about that? Some fans were were quite happy with it. I guess I guess we'll get to it when we get to. Yeah, I, I just want to know why they are. I've seen people happy with it. Um, like why it makes sense. Well, when I That's asked them why, like they said it was in a comic and um, the character always wanted to be normal. And it's like, well, you know, like that, that's the response I generally get. Um, mm-hmm. and as for the, it's in a comic part, it's all about context and why it works for one story and not another story. And as for it's the character always wanted to be normal, it's like, yeah, that's part of the, the journey that the character mm. went through because he was reluctant to accept his destiny, but then he did, you know, so it's like, right. it's character development just because he wanted to be normal one season. Like, doesn't for, mean that, yeah. Doesn't mean that that's gonna, you know, when he's Superman, he still wants... You know what I mean? So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's something I don't understand how anyone can be happy with that ending, aside from just seeing Tom Welling again. And, like, mm-hmm. I guess they're happy that he was able to start a family and be happy, but I'm like, that wasn't the point of the show, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Um, I'm really pissed off about that. So, yeah. yeah. I just feel like they took a, a giant crap on Smallville, and it's like... You know, the Smallville writers aren't even involved, and it's like, well, where do you guys get off just writing the ending to this character? Like, what makes you think you're the guys? Because, like, you know, this show has been criticized. These shows have been criticized for their writing, <laughs> you know, to put it lightly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, the, the, I'll just get into it now. The whole of Smallville is about him accepting his destiny and becoming Superman, and then... You know, we yeah, get this. It seems like a bit of an about face. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, he did want to be normal for ages, but then he finally accepted his role as Destiny in the universe. He became Superman. It was such an awesome moment. And then, oh, ten years later, he's not Superman again. And he has no mm-hmm. powers. Oh, and Lex is still president with no one to keep him in check. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I'm sorry. Uh, cover your ears, kids. Fuck that. That that really <laughs> shits me. Like, screw those writers. I mean, just leave stuff alone. Don't bring stuff back that isn't yours. Yeah, and just crap yeah. all over it. You know, like, cameos and stuff is fine. Burt Ward walking yeah. down the street, stuff like that. Mm. But this is just too far, too much. I'm really unhappy. I'm very unhappy. But uh, So whatever I watch, I'm just going to ignore this happen because none of the original writers had anything to do with it. If only it was that easy for The Last Jedi. <laughs> but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the risk you take when. I mean, of course he's going to have to be part of it more so than say Burt Ward or or um Alexander is Alexander Knox that makes a little brief appearance. Yeah. Of course he's going to have to have more of it, but the, yeah, the big risk is actually doing something quite controversial to the character. I mean, what? they could have probably they could have fitted him in. They could have played it safe and played it. Yeah, basically play it safe. It could have just done the fan service, like, oh, cool, there's Tom Welling, how cool, we get to see what he's doing now, like, in Smallville. Yeah. I don't have to go that extra mile. The, because the writers are like, oh, yeah, sorry, I mean, go that, on. Uh, yeah, but I mean, because like, let's face it, it's not part of the greatest story. It's really there just for a nod to the fans, right? And, and yeah. that's what um, Crisis has been. Like, I've seen, I saw someone post it up, I think it was Phil 
from Capes and Lunatics was saying that, yeah, that it was in droves, um, this fan service, these Easter eggs and references. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's fine and that's great. I mean, I can imagine how excited you'd be if you're a big DC fan and you, you see the likes of all these people pop up. But yeah, for Tom Welling, uh, unless he had an integral role, in the actual story, just they could have played it safe. That's what I thought. They could have. And they, they say mm. stuff like, oh, this felt right for the character. I'm like, but it's not your character. Like, mm. you know, Hang just... on, so see, though, we, this is all the same production company, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so Smallville came from the CW as well. Yeah. And, yeah Although okay. I think Smallville started early enough that it was with WB before it became okay. CW. Um, right. So, yeah, I am extremely unhappy about that. I don't get how people could be happy aside from... Oh, he got a happy ending, and mm. he started a family. Like, you know, I guess there's yep. that. But aside from that, I don't understand how people could be happy with this. Like, surely they could have done that, but he's still Superman. You know, I don't know. Mm. Um, it's yeah. Do you think it had anything to do with him not wanting? Is there was there something about him not wanting to wear the the, the costume? Oh, and... I'm sure Tom Welling loved the ending for his character because Tom Welling yeah. hasn't been shy about saying he never wanted to wear the costume, and he never right, will. Okay. Um, oh, okay, right. Yes, so he's quite adamant not to wear it. But I, I, I doubt he pushed for the powerless thing. I think he just turned mm. up and did whatever they wrote. Um, oh, okay. I thought they may have um, catered towards him. It's go, oh, cool. This is this is a good fit. No, I don't think yeah. so. Okay. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that that covers a Smallville portion of the discussion of Crisis mm-hmm. because I just honestly don't want to talk about it anymore. That summarizes my thoughts. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it's awful. Um, <laughs> Oh, sorry, God, I am laughing, but it's just, you know, yeah. I'm laughing at your pain, if that makes it feel like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's great. Um, let's, like, we just live in a generation where it seems yeah. to be, let's just keep dragging stuff that was good and ruining it. Um, oh, absolutely. How long, how many years, how many decades have they been saying that Hollywood's run out of ideas? Yeah. Hollywood slash TV. They're rehashing everything. They've, they butchered MacGyver. I don't know if you ever saw that. MacGyver's... It was great in the 90s. Um, you know they made a remake, right? Of what, sorry? MacGyver. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, there was a bunch of remakes like that in the 90s. No, no, I mean, MacGyver was the original in the in the 90s, 80s, oh, 90s. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought MacGyver was a bit older than the 90s. Yeah, but... no, no, he's... Um... Now, when did I... Yeah, I watched it in the 80s, sorry, 80s. Um, but no, no, they made a remake just like well, within like five uh, years ago okay. or something. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've done Magnum PI as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just leave doing them. Walker Texas Ranger. Yeah, just leave them. I prefer well, remakes to like sequels that destroy. You know. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, they're both. They both can be potentially toxic to the property. True. So, um, I don't know. Have you ever? Is there a good example of a, of a sequel? That has exemplified. So, like know, a sequel that's done like twenty years later or something. That's yeah, still good. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Cobra Kai, the TV sh- series. Uh, that's a Karate Kid. That one. Yeah, that's a good sequel to the Karate Kid series. It doesn't really get Was any it? of the. Yeah. Okay. No, it doesn't get any of the characters wrong or anything. Okay. Hell, it's right. it's a better Last Jedi than the Last Jedi was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, right. Like all the characters are consistent with how they've acted and stuff and. It's it's well, better good at a margin. It doesn't it doesn't ruin them or anything, or it doesn't change. Uh, yeah, so oh, that's, good. that's good. 
you know, um, Star, Star Trek, I guess. I mean, they're all different, mm-hmm. right? Is it protects the next what generation? I've, what I've watched of Discovery, I really don't like. Um, and oh no, I'm talking from Star Trek to Next Gen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. that those, yeah, a lot of people like like both of those series. You know, yeah. Um, yeah the yeah. Next Gen, from what I've seen, it starts off just aping the original series a bit. Just okay. Doing remakes aren't as good, aren't as good, but apparently a few seasons in, um, it gets really good and it's like. You know, they're different enough shows. Yeah. And they don't, um, crap on each other or their legacies yeah. or anything. Yeah. Um, although right. I've heard that Star Trek Generations is very bad, but they brought back, um, Captain Kirk. Maybe that's an early example of. Oh. Um, okay. I haven't seen it though. But from what I've read, it's not as bad as what they're doing now with stuff like The Last the... Jedi and stuff. Um, right. Yeah. 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 But, um, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, that, that was the Smallville thing. It's a, it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and we're still technically in the news section, but I'm pretty sure yes. I covered all the news, so. Uh, well, then, shall we talk about the other one? The last bit of news, the, the John Byrne. Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, bad news, You can't guys. escape it, Connor. You can't escape it. Uh, the, the John News on the, the John Byrne omnibus was cancelled. This is the first time I've ever heard, and so I've got to laugh again. You have got the worst misfortune, Connor. Oh my God. This is the first time I've ever heard, like, omnibuses, you know, about just cancelling, just like that. DC do it a lot. Do um, they? Okay, because yeah, it's just, oh. Because I know how, how much you're looking forward to this as well. Yeah. And it's like, what the? <laughs> I, I remember, um, that, that's, and that's not the only omnibus that's been cancelled either. There was a couple of others, and. Uh, they said something like, "Oh, they'll end up. They'll be reprinted elsewhere." And I'm like, well, "Where? Like, what's a better way to collect this run than an omnibus? It won't be an absolute edition. They're going to put it in like black label books or something. Because I wouldn't uh, really want that. I want like a proper omnibus. Omnibus um, hardcover is the is the top tier. That is, if you were a comic book, that's how you want to end up. That that is the the you know, creme de la creme. Yeah, of and they, formats. I think." They did the Superman Exile omnibus, which is like straight after John Byrne's run. So, uh, who, what, I don't know who the people are making decisions. What is wrong with him? Dan they... Didio, he needs to go. He just oh, yeah. needs to go. Are you go. telling me about um, him? Who is this Didio? Is he? Is he the uh, editor in chief? Is he, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, CEO, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. It's just, it's just depressing because it's just like, well, uh, I don't know. It's just confu- like uh, it happened to Dave, I think, from Signal of Doom, which I'm on. Go listen to it. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think he got the first two JLA Bronze Age omnibuses, and then I think mm-hmm. they cancelled the third and final one. Oh God. Um, it is a completest nightmare. It is, and you know, this like we don't get many Superman omnibuses. We have two. We have. Uh, we have Death and Return of Superman, million editions of that, and we have Superman Exile. He has a lot of good runs that can be put into omnibuses, and it's just more yeah. example of DC shafting him. Well, specifically and, Didio shafting him, like, and the uh, executives too. It's just... And I, yeah, I had my pretty pennies waiting for it, and I thought it would have been pretty nice to have a John Byrne omnibus of Superman, Superman right next to my John yeah. Byrne Namor Submariner omnibus. But, um... Man, if they don't want to do it, 
they lose out. I just I don't understand the logic behind it. You know, a lot of people yeah. were excited for it, and of course, you know. But there was a whole heap of stuff cancelled, right? You yeah, know, but it wasn't it wasn't heaps of stuff. I think I'll, I'll yeah. get the link. Uh, Dave there was like the Batman TV. thing. No, I don't think any Batman got cancelled. Um, Are you sure? I, I read Batman something got. Yeah. And then there was some something other than I don't know. I didn't recognise it. That was cancelled as well. I mean, gee, super fans. They're not taking care of you. Can they, this is can they just replace the guys up top, please? Because, <laughs> exactly. you know, you have writers in DC that care about Superman, but the actual suits and stuff don't seem to care. I don't understand. I don't uh, understand. I don't either. It's really frustrating. It's a weird position being in a Superman, because obviously he's one of the most popular characters in the world, but at the same time... He is. He's just not treated well by the people who own him. No, absolutely <laughs> so, not. Absolutely not. They got you got your... Your Batmans, who they all love, and on the other side of the pond, you got the Spider-Mans, who seems to be doing well. Um, yeah. You know, regardless of, you know, box offices and stuff like that, um, still kind of, kind of there. I mean, Spider-Man comics and and graphic novels and trades, there are plenty. But Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Silly. Um. So. They, okay, so DC Comics has let retailers know that they have cancelled all orders for Absolute Fables Volume 1, but that the contents yeah, will be made available right. in a different format. Given the Absolute format is an oversized hardcover slipcase, it will be interesting to see what blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have also cancelled orders for Batman, the Golden Age Omnibus Volume yeah, 8. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. Uh, but that'll be resolicited at a later date, apparently. Well, you don't trust them. Don't yeah. Go on. I don't trust them as it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, don't trust them. Yeah, they uh, say that. They're sure, they're sure. While orders for Superman, Man of Steel Omnibus by John Byrne Volume 1 have also been cancelled and will be made available in a different format. Is this what because, format? is this because, is this because pre-orders were down or something? I mean, how do they gauge um, whether something will be successful or not? And how do they determine then whether to cancel something or not? Well, if pre-orders are down, it's because it's bloody Christmas. <laughs> and everyone's, you know. Well, I don't um, understand how pre-orders would be down. I mean, like, is Superman fans apparently are gagging for this. Um, you know, that would be coming out of there, you know. I mean, I, I haven't pre-ordered it, but I obviously have financial Well, it's problems, expensive, so. of course, yeah. of course. But there are plenty of omnibus collectors out there, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's not like Superman's an obscure character. No, like. he's not, which is why it's so weird. He gets... And John the... Byrne is not like a lower-tier artist as well. He's, a, he's one of the legends, so... Yeah, I mean, because they're my two favourite characters. One of them's pretty obscure. Um, so... You know, I'm kind of used to, like, characters not being that popular and not getting yep. much stuff. I kind of understand that, but I'm just, I feel like he's getting more stuff than Superman in terms of releases. Because, yeah, like, so you, can that get, yeah. you can get all of Iron Fist stuff in, like, epic collections and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I love the epic collections. I love them. They're great. Yeah, whereas, you know, there's so DC, much Superman you can't get. DC should do something like that. Have they got something similar, some equivalent? Um, maybe the black label's kind of going to be like that. I'm not sure. But like, are they I'm... like 400 plus pages or? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll have to have a look at like what the black label trades are like, like Luther or whatever. See how big and thick they are, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's uh, really disappointing. Also, Legion of Superheroes: The Road to the Legion um, trade paperback is cancelled. Uh, so well. Sucks for all everyone here. Um, well, uh, yeah. So 
you know, very disappointing news. I don't understand it. I'm confused. I really want more Superman omnibuses and Absolute yeah. Editions because we just don't get that many. It just um, sounds ridiculous that you got these Death of Superman countless, you know, prints yeah. and editions. It's ridiculous. Come you know, on. Like, yeah, give us the John Byrne stuff. Give us Grant Morrison's action comics. Um, you know, like... They haven't yeah. even re-released the John Burns Man of Steel. No, like, they're still I've, in those I've, trades. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the trades, which are long out of print. Yeah. Like, I see them floating around in, you know, marketplaces and stuff. And they don't collect any backup stories either. No. Oh, well, then that's right for, for a reprint as a new edition or something. You know, yeah. if you're not going to get an omnibus, have two complete collections or something, you know. Right, like DC's version of pushing... Superman is getting Frank Miller and Ramita Jr. to do year one. Like, you see, like, I, in all the comics I read this week, I opened them up and I just saw ads for that at the front yeah. of every comic. And I'm like, well, oh. yeah. and the other way of pushing Superman is like these big, stupid things, like revealing his identity again oh, in the space will, of like five will, years. We will get to that. But so, that is, oh do we want to jump to Superman 18 now? Yeah, sure. Okay, so let's jump to Superman 18. And let's just, let's just continue from what I was talking about. So, yeah, they revealed his identity again. Cat's out of the bag. But, um, um yeah. before we talk about this, I'm just going to talk about the thing. It's like, so they hired Bendis, and all the press mm-hmm. was like, Bendis has come here to write, like, the Superman stories he's always Bendis wanted to write. Bendis is coming. That was a big yes. ad. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which left many <laughs> screaming. But, um,. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the big thing was like, oh, I'm going to tell stories that we wanted to with Superman. And as we said before on this podcast, like, like the first six issues of his runs were very promising. Um, but then it turns out DC have said, oh, this is, we, we brought him on so he could do the identity reveal. So DC right. have flat out lied to us about why they brought Bendis on. They reassured us that Bendis wasn't on for some big event or something, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. no. It turns out they did bring Bendis on just so they could reveal Clark Kent's identity. Um, and they lied to us, and that annoys me. Look, and... I know, I know your, I'm pretty sure I know your thoughts on this as well, Connor, but this whole, you mentioned it's been done before or whatever. Recently as well. Yeah. Regardless of that as well, I found, like, was this meant to be big? Because for me, this, look, secret identities are not what they used to be. For me, you know, a grand okay, Spider-Man still has his yeah. secret identity and stuff. Superman, he's revealing his identity. I'm sorry, but I wasn't just, I wasn't wowed by that. It's like, is that, is that the best that I can come up with? I actually thought, you know, regardless of what, I mean, not regardless, you're saying that DC brought Bendis on to, to do this big story, which they had yeah. planned. This is not an original idea. No. If anything, can't we get something new and different and fantastic? To me, this is treading old ground, and it's it wasn't it wasn't big at all. Like, I think the 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 importance of this issue was this big reveal and the responses of Jimmy Olsen and Perry White and all that. It's like, yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that, that's how I that's how I came away feeling. Um, from it but yeah i mean you mentioned about recently they did this anyway so this must have been very tiresome for you as well and recently it was called truth and this time it's called the truth oh this big creative points there so you must Um, be tearing your hair out at this this is 
like I'm not I'm not as angry as other people, but it was done very poorly. I'm more frustrated with the direction they're going. I'm not frustrated that his identity's gone. I'm frustrated that like it was done in such an underwhelming, lame, bad manner. Yeah. And you, you know, like that that's what I mean with DC. It's like, oh how do we push yeah. Superman? Oh, let's get rid of his identity. It's like no. Yeah. Just get a good writer. Just get a yeah. writer who's passionate about the character and put him on stories. Um, mm. You know, I I think a Scott Snyder run would be interesting. Mm. You know, DC has a lot of writers that could do a Superman book. Um, you know, they... I don't know. Like, I, yeah. Instead of telling good stories or instead of getting good writers, they just... Oh, let's do this again. Big reveal. Yeah. Um, no, okay, sorry. But I, I know people who are dropping the book. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, could, you know, there have been good ones done. Yeah, and we go, we've, we've mentioned it, and we've done many of the stories about the origin tales. Right? You know, you know how we kind of mm. joke that there's a lot of origin t- tellings of there Superman. Is. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You know, and so and so this to me feels like I don't. know, It just feels like there these writers seem to be stuck in some sort of flux where yeah. this is all they can tell about Superman, like you know, origin. Which is revealing like, identity. It's a surely there's more to it than that. You've got a whole. This guy can do anything. He comes from outer space. You can do an earthbound story. There's so many different things you can do. It's so frustrating that they don't see this. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's go back to the '60s. Well, I think Grant Morrison describes Superman in the '60s as a cosmic explorer. You know, there's yeah. so many different types of stories. You know, just put the dude in space and just keep yeah. him there for like 12 issues. You know, yeah. there's so I many mean, things you could do. I mean, I'm sure you've got uh, in your head like a lot of classic tales from about Superman yeah. that have been groundbreaking, that have been like that blew your mind when you read it. You, you know, so there are writers out there that can do it and they can actually yeah. tell a great tale about Superman. But um, this to me is a bit of an anticlimax. As if this is meant to be a big thing for Superman. And for Bendis to be writing it, then I'm sorry, it's not really doing any anything for me. And again, my God, the Bendis dialogue mm. back in, you know, 100% Dolby surround sound, sound as I read this. Adam Strange, Superman, bloody um, who else? Jimmy Olsen or whatever. They all sounded like Bendis. All these short, sharp, quick responses to each other. You know, one or two word responses. Yeah. Typical yeah. Bendis. It's like. Man, Superman's sounding different these days. He sounds like, oh, yeah, he sounds like Bendis. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's get into this puppy then. So yeah. um, one of the things I really hated was Perry White's reaction. It's like, I'm sorry, Perry White would be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I found that a little strange. It was lazy hug. as well. Uh, like, choosing no dialogue, they, I feel like they're trying to fool us with an artistic choice where it's like, no, it's just lazy writing because... Perry White is, like, he is a journalist. Yeah. You know, that is, like, he lives and breathes journalism. He's going to have a more complicated reaction than just hugging Clark Kent yeah. when he reveals it. I mean... It I may, felt that, it, too. I felt that exactly. His reaction probably wouldn't be extreme, as extreme as in the previous one, where he pretty much disowns Clark and hates him because that was different circumstances, everyone was younger, but it wouldn't be this simple. No. You know? Um, and I'm really... I got... So angry when Lois told Jimmy first. Oh, okay. And she's right. like, oh, it's our secret. I'm like, are you for real? <laughs> this is Clark's best friend, who he met before you, by the way. 
Yeah. Um, this and this is definitely Clark's secret to tell Jimmy, and she just jumps the gun and tells him without even telling Superman that she's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. and she was so sassy and smarmy about it, and that really pissed me off. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I, I didn't pick that up myself, but yeah, I can see that. I mean, that obviously was all done to set up the gag for Jimmy and and, and Clark. Yeah. The problem was it wasn't a good gag. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's pretty pretty tropey. Um, Speaking of Jimmy Olsen, back in... So, I want to say, like... uh, So, he... Before his identity gets exposed in uh, the old New 52 where this happened, he told Jimmy himself. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there was an issue... But the problem is he was powerless at the time. His... uh, Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so he told Jimmy Olsen, and then there was a whole issue drawn by John Romita Jr. Um, a really great issue, actually, Mike Hubbard sometime. So they were walking around, and Clark had no powers. Mm-hmm. And there was like a really cool situation where Clark stops like a hostage situation, despite the fact that he didn't have any powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like Jimmy's interaction with Clark, it just felt true, like a real friendship. Um, okay. And this was just, of course, uh, that's the same continuity, but this all got erased uh, by Dan Jurgen slash Mr. Mick Spitwick, so no one remembers that Clark Kent was Superman, because, you know, comics, they do that. Mm. Um, but now they're doing it again, and this was just, it was just bad, and everyone mm. was so like, oh, well, yay, and it's like, no, no, people would be reacting differently, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. The only good part was the villains' reactions. I thought it was funny how some of them were like laughing. Um, yeah, there's that one golden person laughing. Yeah, Is cheetah, that cheetah just laughing. Cheetah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. I thought it was a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, when all the reactions as well. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Connor, but I, I tend to get this impression from DC. They tend to be really over sentimental with stuff, um, and so when Superman's, you know, addressing the crowd and the world and you see everyone's reactions you see supergirl you know fisting the air yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah that, that's uh, on these loving looks from perry lois yeah. and jimmy it's all a bit too blah it was bad you, you know um and like ben, not, this is yeah he's going for the overly sentimental crap yeah yeah um, yeah i mean nothing again look and people who, who do like it it is it's nice and fun and it's, it's wholesome but uh it's just a little a little too much, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If anything, though, Connor, I must stop. And and one shining positive, one huge positive for this issue. I'm not sure if you you know where I'm going. Yeah, I work. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. That, reasons great. That is what has kind of saved. What well, I don't know about save this issue, but actually made this issue readable. Yeah, uh, the artwork is just oh, it looks like he brought his A game, and looks like he thought, okay, this is a big issue. I've got to really spend time on it, and he has. I mean, every panel is just really well drawn. Uh, nothing's yeah. nothing's um, simplified. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. If only they got a better writer to go with his art. Because, yeah. Um, Seriously, every panel, so every page I turned, it was like, whoa, that's a bloody good art. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, whether it's a close up of Superman's face. Whether it's the anatomy of just you know the the people yeah. he draws, he draws great superheroes. Yeah, um, yeah, just fantastic. Yeah, um, but that was like the only good thing about it, really. Like the, the more I sat on 
this issue, the more I dislike it. It was just bad. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> um, just, oh, God. And, yeah. Yeah, I don't like when they go for over-sentimentality, which some writers seem to do with Superman. That always bugs me. Yeah, I get the impression that happens a lot with Superman. I don't know about the other superheroes, but it just seems it's like, okay, we get it. He's wholesome. He's good. But you don't have to make everyone so freaking dripping with saccharine That's why I wasn't big on, you know? That's why I'm not big on Tomasi's rebirth run so far, which Mm. everyone really loved. It's just very... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like... Yeah, there's a place, there's sentimentality and wholesomeness, there and there's a place for it. But like, if you just do it constantly, it's yes. just losing its impact, and you can't stand it. It gets yeah. to the point where it's like, God, if I see Superman hug one more person, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like agree. absolutely. Um, it's as I said, it's because everyone's trying to ape like Superman the movie and All Star Superman, and it's like, no, stop it, you know, yeah. just <laughs> stop. Um. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that issue, I'm going to give a 4 out of 10, and those four stars go to the artwork. Uh, yes, I would, I'd say, it, it, for me, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make a pass, um, but all the, exactly like you say, all the points go to the art, so it would have to be 4, yeah. 4 for me as well. Uh, yeah, it doesn't rate as... Uh, like, I would actually look at this, read it again, just purely for the art. That's how much... That's how good... That's how... Wow. Really impressed I am with his art. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Ivan Reese's stuff before as well, but I really think he's... I don't know if it's the inker or the colorist, but he's really done... Like, the faces are, are gorgeous. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But cool. yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything to add on that, or are we done? With yes, that? actually, what, just one little thing. Um, and I guess it's just, I'm just dwelling on the Lex, and I looked at the ads afterwards. Apex Lex. Ah, Jeez, Apex sounds like Lex. Jeezy <laughs> sounds uh, like a badass, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, there's there's oh, a big yeah. throwdown between Apex Lex and Batman Who Laughs coming up soon, and me and That's Dave hope that Apex Lex curb stomps Batman Who Laughs because he is. Oh. I hope so too. That yeah. Judge Death knockoff has overstayed his welcome, and he needs Lex to put him in his place. So, well, Lex has got. I, mean, I was reading the ad, near omnipotent yeah. powers. <laughs> Freaking hell, eh? Yeah, some some crazy stuff happening in Justice League, I think, uh, which Bloody is like hell. the Lex book, from what I understand. So, so yeah, that that was a bit exciting. That actually, that was the most exciting thing out of this issue. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm going to be reading that. Uh, as it comes out, the yeah. showdown between those two. I just hope Batman Who Laughs doesn't win. Uh, you'll you'll get a lot of thoughts about Batman Who Laughs on our You Sing or Doom episode because we talk about Ooh. they have like a DC villain um, villain of the year contest, but obviously everyone just voted for Batman characters. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so who who did this villain of the year contest? Uh, DC. Oh, DC. Okay, and yeah. people could vote. Yep. But people weren't voting for the categories or who was the best villain that year. They were just voting for, like, the most popular oh, just, characters. So. Oh, okay. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it was a fun issue, and we, we talked about it on Sing or Doom, so, and that's okay. the episode's cool. up right now, actually. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, on to Christ on Infinite Earths. Uh, we already talked about the Smallville stuff. I'm not talking about it again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Connor and I, we watched uh, this together via, yep. um, you know conferencing yes uh 
very highly kind of I must say highly enjoyable. It's really fun to be able to just. Sorry if I did talk through it a bit. Um, oh, I did it. I did it too. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, it's fun. It's fun to actually just you know I love just talking about the show while you watch it. Um, yeah. So yeah, a very very enjoyable that experience. Uh, but yeah, what what did you think? Are we going to go through parts one, two, and three, or are you going to we're going to oh, do, do like a overall? Yeah, kind of overall. Um, yeah, well, what do you reckon? Well. The part I enjoyed most about it was, as you said, talking with you while we watched it. Yeah. Um, I think... So, okay, but disclaimer, um, if you like Crisis, as I said, that's fine. I get it. It's a it's a nice family show mm-hmm. as well. Um, if you just watch it yourself and think it's good, I genuinely don't understand that, but I respect your right to enjoy it. So... Sure. Uh, that being said, I didn't like this. I liked parts of it. Mm. Um, so I liked the parts I liked. I liked Old Flash. Yeah. Oh, he was great. It's so sad, man. That was that that was his fate. Oh, like, he can you... come back. He can come back. Yeah, I know. We talk about that as well. But like, you know, they had the whole flashback of him and back in the nineties. Yeah, series. that was really and nice. And it's kind of like, yeah. And and for that split second, you kind of think, oh, geez. I remember watching that series, and we actually see his. His end, you know, which was yeah. really, I thought, really touching. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed that too. Um, I hope they bring him back for one because you know, yeah. it'd be nice. Plus, uh, in the in the comics, Flash comes back after he dies in Crisis. So, ah, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I also liked Kingdom Come Superman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he actually felt like a Superman instead of Kyle Hoechlin, who I'm sorry, I just I don't oh. get it. I do not understand <laughs> why people like him. I just really don't. Uh, like, it's fine if you like him; it's great. Uh, I'm glad you like it, but I don't get it. I really don't. He's he doesn't look like him. He doesn't act like him. Um, he's also like he's always just shown jobbing and being weaker than other people. <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> He has no presence on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like That's... in the background. Uh, whereas, yes. you know, yes. uh, Kingdom Come Superman, that feels like what Superman should actually be like. You know, he someone does. who people notice. He uh, commands a presence. Yeah. And exactly as you say, Tyler, who's just, I'm sorry as well. And, and again, apologies to anyone that do, does like him. And Tyler, um, he, does a, he does a good job with, with the character, with what he's given. But seriously, this guy melds into the background, uh, melds into the crowd, and that's not Superman, is it? He no. becomes lost in this this cast of characters where he's meant to be the most powerful character out of them all, you know? He's and, not even a paragon. <laughs> and he's not, yeah, he's not even a paragon. He... He just stands in rank, you know, while everyone talks and discusses. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. Um, if anything, it was, it was great that um, Kingdom Come um, Superman, you know, is actually giving some, uh, yeah. you yeah. know, some of his thoughts into it. Yeah, he was very, very meek, I thought. Uh, and it's not the he, yeah, and, and He's it's very meek, Superman. yeah. It's not the Superman that you'd, you'd think. I mean, it's not the Superman from the comics at all. I'm not saying Superman has to be the strongest guy in the room, but, like, you know, he doesn't... He's, no, but he's got to... I mean, he has, he's got a presence. He's, he's almost godlike, right? Yeah, depending on, you know, yeah. whatever his thing. And uh, anyway, I think I think we were watching it, and I think I mentioned something like Tyler Hoechlin's Superman. He seems like the 
alternate realities yeah. Superman, you know, rather than the actual Superman. Doesn't he? Doesn't he feel like that? Yeah, no. Brandon Routh's Superman feels like the main Superman. He actually yeah, feels like absolutely. Superman. Paul yeah. feels like this weird alternate version. Um, and you notice as well. I don't know whether. I mean, it's obviously direction, but Brandon Routh Superman. You know, hands on hips. Like the pose is always commanding. You know, whenever he was standing around, he was yeah. he was in the center. And of course, you know, unfortunately for Tyler, Brandon's got a bigger frame. Yeah, he, he just fills the space more. Uh, and so you notice that as a viewer, and you you gravitate towards that. And then Tyler kind of like disappears in the crowd somewhere of all the other superheroes. It's weird. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I'll also point out the part where him and Supergirl are using heat vision and he noticeably passed out like <laughs> yeah. 10 yes. seconds before she did. I'm like, well, okay, Supergirl, we get it. Supergirl's yeah. stronger. You've done that like every crossover with them. Um, <laughs> you know, I, so. I thought my headphones had broke or something when there was an audible moan coming uh. from Connor just as that <laughs> happened. <laughs> it was just it's laughable. The whole thing is... Yeah. And, like, not even... Uh, oh, and... Um, Outside of Brandon Rathkin, comes to men, also like Black Lightning. He was cool. Yes, one of the big things I wanted to say, Connor, as well, for this thing, if anything, the CW know how to bloody pull everyone together. Regardless That's all they know of, how to do. Um. Yeah, but, but how, how fantastic. Even I was getting kind of excited at seeing Black Lightning because um, I kept on thinking, hang on, isn't he Netflix? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but he, it's like I can't believe they crossed over, and this is so cool. You know, so it's possible. And because uh, you know how with Marvel, it, it, they always seem to be so separated. And yeah. as a Marvel fan, you wanted them all to mix with the MCU, with with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it never happened. And it, everyone just kind of accepted the fact that, okay, different networks, whatever. Yeah. But CW, CW have proven otherwise. And the, and yeah. so they bring that. But they bring also, as you mentioned before, Burt Ward, um the Michael Keaton's Batman universe with with Knox, it, it's just so cool, and, and the old Flash as well. Yeah, uh, Smallville, and and that's what really excited me about this thing, um, just getting them all together. Uh, and and the big spoiler, one of the big spoilers, Lucifer, wasn't he a big thing? Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah, cameo. Um, Crazy. Yeah, that? Constantine was in it, which was Constantine? I like him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his plot wasn't very interesting though, in my opinion. But um, he was—he's with Legends of Tomorrow, right? So yeah. they obviously jump. Uh, They—they're in that kind of CW thing. So yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But like, it's just—it's outside of that though. It's—it's it's poorly acted. Uh, <laughs> the action is poor. Effects are poor. <laughs> like, I get it's just a TV show, but yeah. I mean, Jesus. Uh, I mean, look, look. Sorry, Connor. Just, just a little bit in defence of those that are listening and that that do love it as well. And I think I mentioned with you, um, you know, it, for me, it is what it is. And I know you said, look, but it, that doesn't mean that it, it, it can't be good. Yeah. But I think it, it really, it's, it sincerely is that is the genre of it. What, you, you know. Bad. <laughs> no, but being that very, as you say, family oriented, and that's a sort of that's aiming towards a particular audience. I'm not to say that this. I'm not saying this is a stellar example of what it's, but it it it, it lies within the realm of what it's meant to do, and you know, it's it's doing it. I get um, that, but it can still yeah. be good. Like, I mean, yeah. for God's sake, you pointed out 
yeah. in the first episode, and it continued on that yeah. most of the scenes were just two people talking to each other. Yeah, how, just these one-on-one conversations. It was really obvious as well. And <laughs> that's crazy. Um, like cast the thousands, get two of them together, and let's just spend a. Scene it's not even here. that I just wanted to see everyone mm. talking to each other. I'm just like, it's just really boring. Just going mm. from one scene of two people talking to each other, and then another scene of two people talking to each other. Yeah, it's like it's just not good. Um, yeah. Yeah, and when the writing and acting isn't particularly good, it's just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you no, know, I, I take it. I take what you say. Yeah. There was another bit which really like Batwoman. I found annoying for the whole thing, and I do like Ruby Rose, but mm. um, and the thing where she gives, she tries to give Supergirl the Kryptonite thing, yeah. and then Supergirl gives it back. It's like, no, you should have it. Okay, yeah, you just completely rip that off from. Uh, Superman and Batman, which we have covered on this yeah. podcast, which was a request from Phil and Phil. Uh, yeah. And uh, I've also got to say as well, did we discussed about Supergirl and apologies to Tyler and James as well, because I know you love Supergirl. And, you know, um, Melissa Benoist is, is very cool. But, um, geez, she was slightly neurotic, wasn't she? In this uh, whole thing, yeah, she was really. I was carrying on and 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 worrying and and getting really supercharged at something that really didn't need to be, you know. She, yeah, she she seemed very kind of highly strung, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Supergirl. Um. So I don't know. I don't know if that's how she is in in a TV show. Um. Uh, anyway, what's his name? Is it Barry? Um. The Flash. Yeah. Is it Barry Barry, Barry Allen. Allen? He seemed to be okay. He yeah, was, he's okay. He was um he was kind of like the the one more in touch with emotions and love because he was a paragon of love. He had this connection with Iris, so that was his thing in this show. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I totally see what you mean, Connor. Totally, and I, I respect that as well. But I give it a little bit more concession, only because I know. I can't put this up against like an Netflix show or or an HBO show. It, it is what it is as a CW show. Fair enough. There you go. So I yeah maybe I do give it a bit more leniency because CW shows you know CW shows have been good. It was just a mm. long time ago. I mean like yeah they they just don't get a pass for me for like crappy writing. They just don't. Um, yeah. And as I said, I'm glad people enjoy it. I'm glad people enjoy the family, but I. You know, I think it's bad. Uh, yeah. What um, do you think of the action action scenes? They were pretty fun. Uh, they're, they're okay considering like the budget and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. Like the Superman v Superman was was pretty fun. You could see it coming a mile away. But, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but see, this is the sort of thing, Connor, as well. And I'm not making excuses. But if you were a little kid, I can imagine because I remember watching The Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby, and it was Hulk versus Hulk. He came across this guy that had um, been experimented with gamma radiation, and I remember just being absolutely amazed that, you know, two titans, Hulk versus Hulk. So I can imagine Superman versus Superman, as a little kid, you watching this going with your family, going, holy heck. Oh, definitely. This is so much fun, you know? Yeah. Um, The the reason I'm being so harsh on it, though, is because... The writers and the what of fans of this show, mm. uh, you know, they take it seriously and they, mm. um, you know, the, the writers like seem to be under the impression that they are good writers. Um, <laughs> and like people always take the show seriously and they, oh, you know, it's like a, 
really, really good show. And, mm. you know, the, it's one of the best live action Supermans, blah, blah, blah. And, you uh, know, yeah. people are always like heaping praise on this show. Like adults mm. are heaping praise on this show for like its supposed merits and stuff. And yeah. I just, I don't see it. And I'm kind but, of responding yeah. to that as opposed to yeah. being aware see, of what it is and enjoying yeah. it or enjoying it with your family or enjoying yeah, it as a kid. Yeah. Like I'm not responding to that. I'm responding no. to from a more critical point of view with the more critical fans. Yeah. You but know, you're responding to mega so fans. Yeah, you're you're responding to Uber mega fans of this that will you know, it can do no wrong, this show, seriously. You know, I mean and and that happens with with that's what I think. I mean, um, I hope I'm hope, hope I'm right. But uh, these fans that really do love it, of course, they're invested in it because they're not only invested in good storytelling or good acting and stuff, but they're invested in the character, and they get a, a massive satisfaction from just seeing the characters, yeah. you know, move around um, on screen. You know, that's a massive plus for them. So really, it can do no unless it is a major train wreck. Um, they'd be willing to to take it as, but yeah, I mean. So I just see so many people defending this show and saying mm. it's you know better than X, better than X or other stuff, and yeah. I'm just. I I would challenge that any of them are um, objective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like um, look at it objectively. You mean? Yeah, or someone yeah. who's a casual fan. You know, I don't. I I'd say everyone that is saying that is massively invested in the series and in yeah. the characters. So yeah. So uh, yeah, but um. Uh, any other? I thought the monitor was a little. Yeah, I, I thought he like was him. a little dodgy. Yeah, I get a lot of I get a lot of um, like sci-fi vibes from him from like, not I don't want to say dodgy sci-fi shows, but you know the shows where you really do have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, and and you really have to suspend your disbelief not only because of the actual character, but because of the actual um, costume. And makeup, and <laughs> you, you, you know, you have to go. Okay, yeah, okay. This is clearly just a guy, but he's meant to be this omnipotent person. Yeah. Okay, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. So, yeah, I got that vibe looking at the monitor. It, it, he was massively underwhelming as as a is meant to be a, a vast right character, from what I understand, um, vastly powerful. But he seemed to me. I, I ended up actually trying to listen. You know his voice. I ended up just playing a little game with myself and trying to pick out his real voice in that kind of, you know, sound-affected <laughs> voice. Uh, did you do that? No. I forgot he even had an altered voice, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he had like an echoey, reverby thing. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like, ah, um, oh, that's your real voice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. that was a bit of a ramble. But um, no, Monitor, it's... yeah. Anti-Monitor, he's, he's popped up, um, you know. Yeah. The, the only thing missing... Uh, the Titans. I'd love to see Hawk and Dove in there. I like how you chose Hawk and Dove specifically. It's an odd choice. Um, well, because, I tell you, Connor, because I am slowly crawling in Titans, and I, uh, the latest one I've watched is the origin of Hawk and Dove. Oh, so you're like a tail in a season one? Yeah. And yeah. I, just, I, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good episode, their origin story. Yeah. And it I, kind I of acknowledges how the old Dove died yeah. in the comics as well. Um, yeah, I, I was so invested, actually, as I watched, I, I pulled up the wiki to read up about it, about his brother, Donnie, yeah. and, um, and and see what really happens. Yeah, so um, I was quite interested in those characters. Um, but, but, yeah, obviously the others as well would be cool to see. Yeah. Um, oh, also, I'm still not sold on 
the lowest lane either. Uh, yeah, she, right. She just, uh, I don't know, like, as I said, for this Superman and Lois, they just don't seem to bring anything noteworthy to their performances. Nah, like, every other live-action Superman. Um, you know, so... Do you yeah. see a chemistry between them? The men have a strong chemistry, right? Um, well, they didn't really do much together. I mean, it's well, all I mean, they had the kind baby. of like CW oh. acting, so I guess I didn't really yeah, see... Yeah. I didn't see like a lack of chemistry, but I didn't really get chemistry. Like, not... Not compared to like Dean Kane and Carrie Hatcher, mm. yeah, yeah, or something, you know. Or yeah. I mean, any Superman in their lowest had chemistry, um, yeah, you know, like they. But uh, I mean, I as I said, like I, I'm not saying these guys don't have chemistry. I just I didn't really see them together that much. Yeah, true, true. Then, yeah, I no, think that will be a thing really to judge when their own show comes out. Yeah, that own show will be in- the own their own show will be interesting. I Even though say. Supergirl's yeah. already stolen like a bunch of Superman plot lines <laughs> and, and, and villains. Yeah, so it's like did you hear well, about that. Did you hear about the latest one? Oh no, what have they done now? Really? Oh, I thought you'd be you'd be robot. Oh, Mister McSpitlick. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. did him before as well. He can like cross okay. over though. He can be. Oh, okay. He can still be. Okay. But like they they took for the man who has everything, and yeah. did for the girl who has everything. God. Mm. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I say we move on from Crisis. Uh, we will be talking about our thoughts in the last two episodes. Uh, yes. I mean, overall, like, I enjoyed watching it with you because mm. I need your moral support to get through it. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I liked, as I said, I liked some things like Brandon Routh Superman, but overall, I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, what are your finishing? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think maybe the large part of enjoying watching it, um, is the fact that, you know, we can make cynical remarks while we watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but you know, but I, and, and, you know, truth be told, that coupled with watching it, I ended up kind of enjoying it. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. That, I should, that should be said. I, I actually enjoyed watching them, um, yeah, because I was like with you and stuff, and we were having yeah. fun. Um, would, would you would you buy the Blu-rays then? That's no. I guess I guess okay. Wouldn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't as well. No, you'd no. have to pay me to take the Blu-rays. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we do have one bit of feedback in regards to Cross on Infinite Earths. Oh, uh, okay. This is from. Oh, it's from Rick. Ah, oh, Rick, our friend Rick. Uh, he said, Christ on Infinite Earths is really bad. The acting is so bad and the dialogue is so cringe it hurts. It's basically a glorified cameo fest, and so far it diminishes all the great ideas the original classic crossover event did. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much he, he sums that up, yeah? I mean, like, I haven't read the, the comic book issues. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna go and say the original comics, like, one of my favorite comics ever or anything. Um, mm-hmm. It, like this, actually, it was a very big spectacle. They just had every character okay. there. Um, but the, the, what the comic did have was a great sense of scale and stuff, yeah. and it got better towards the end. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it one day. Um, yeah. I prefer it to this. Uh, okay. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, we will be talking about the last two parts of Crisis next year. Mm. Um, but for now, you know, a lot of negativity this episode, but now we can get into... <laughs> Like the Christmas cheer, the Christmas spirit. Um, yes. You know, we can go back to a nice, simple comic from 1940. Ah. Uh, see it as a as a cold shower. 
listeners. <laughs> Are you refreshed after all that dirty talk? Yeah, sorry, sorry to be so negative, guys. I guess I just felt strongly about. And also, if you like with Crisis, I know a lot of our listeners enjoy it, and mm. that's cool. Yeah. I hope I didn't upset anyone. Um, but everyone yeah. who listens knows I don't like it. So yeah, yeah. Um, And and again, we always reiterate, um, everyone's taste is their own, and and if you like it, that's that's great, and that's fantastic. We can only express our own uh, opinions. I'm also taking a very critical approach to Mm. all the stuff I do generally as well, Mm. Um, especially because the the thing that's just bugged me about Crisis recently is just there's been so many people being so aggressively defending it and putting a bunch of other stuff down. That's like kind of what's yeah triggered a lot of my annoyance this episode. Um, Yeah, it's never good. They they obviously just want to do that to, you know, to rile people. Well, they just want to do it to try and validate their show. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Um, never validate your show by putting another thing down. So anyway, so we're already at the North Pole. Do Mm -hmm. you just want to fly around the Earth one time and then come back? Let's do it. Just to, to, to loosen up the limbs. Okay. Um, oh, wait. Which oh, one of us oh. wants the synopsis? Oh. Uh, do you want to do half and half? It's not that long, so. Okay. Well, hang on. Do I have it? Um, you will. You will. Listeners getting another look behind the curtain. little peek behind the curtain. Are because you we always do this. <laughs> we never sort it <laughs> out before we do the... I uh, sent it to you on Skype. Yeah, there it is. Got it. All right. Little peek. The magic happens here, right here. Okay, cool. I got it. All right. Well, why don't I do the first two, and you can do the last four because the first two are big. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, up, 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 up and, and away. away. Whoosh. After being assigned to write a Christmas story for the Daily Planet, Clark Kent and Lois Lane purvey Metropolis's department stores. They meet young Billy Connolly, a poor young boy who is unable to afford anything for Christmas and take pity on him. Lois and Clark return to Perry White's office and suggest a Daily Planet-sponsored toy drive to help out needy children. Clark also sees a rich boy, James Daniels, who has many toys but is spoilt and tired of them all, throwing a tantrum when he receives childish playthings, demanding greater gifts instead. That night, as Superman, Clark takes young James on a tour of the city showing him less fortunate children, and James realises how much he has and how little others do, having a Christmas revelation. At the North Pole, two elderly men who hate Christmas, Dr. Grouch and Mr. Meanie, attempt to convince Santa Claus to end this philanthropy, instead in, and instead join them in a business venture. Although the elves kick them out, Grouchy and Meanie decide to take their campaign elsewhere, starting with shutting down the toy drive at the Daily Planet. They knock the employees out with gas and then set the presents on fire. Lucky. <laughs> Sorry. Crazy. Luckily, immediately after they leave, Clark Kent charges into soup, changes into Superman and puts the fires out. Grouch and Meanie go back to Santa's workshop and begin destroying all of the toys with axes. When they find Lois Lane sneaking around, they tie her to a rocket and light it, intending to shoot her to the heavens. In the workshop, they are rebuffed again by a swarm of toy soldiers Santa uses as a security system. Superman rescues Lois, Minnie and Grouch instead decide to kidnap Santa's reindeer. 
Santa calls on Superman to help him rescue the reindeer, and although he's he's successful, at the last second, Meanie jumps out and gasses the reindeer too, making them unable to work on Christmas. Superman is forced to fly Santa's sleigh around himself. At the end of the night, Superman and Santa go to Mr. Grouch's house, where Grouch once more has Lois Lane captive again. Despite their evil that night, Santa decides to forgive the two and give them both presents anyway. Grouch and Meanie have a complete change of heart and gain great respect for Santa, deciding to like Christmas after all. On the way home, Superman witnesses James Daniels carrying loads of presents with his butler, intending to give them all to the unfortunate children of Metropolis. Superman wishes everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Right. Mmm, doesn't that just make you feel good? This got me in the Christmas spirit. I love this story. I'm just going to say, I said it at the start, I'll set it out. I love this story. This is a delight to read. It was so, you know, it's kind of what you want, right? Mm. From like a Christmas comic book story. Um, yeah. It, it hits all the marks, as they say. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if anyone, you know, wanting to read this goes into it with any preconceptions, throw out any of your ideas of, you know, modern day Superman yeah. and stuff and just enjoy it as a an, an old older tale um from the forties, right? Yeah. Um because it's very much from yeah, its back own in era. The golden age. Golden age and, and just enjoy it for what what it really is. It's it's very um very innocent, I think. Yeah. Uh, writing. Uh there's a lot of there's a lot of heart to it. Because of um, and and just as you say, absurdity before uh, oh, a yeah. little bit, a little bit of craziness there, just to to keep things kind of bubbling, but um, but this is definitely not a comic, you know, you can't compare it to anything today. It, it's just no, um, if, it's what, not. What if it you want anything like, you know, a, a serious uh, like uh, what we do last year, like uh, mm. Metropolis Mailbag or something, which I didn't like, I'll point out again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not. It's not like that. It's not, you know, it's not going to make you cry or anything. It's just a fun. It's just fun. Yeah. It's like silly in the best sense. I mean, you know, toy soldier security system, um, yeah. you know, um, two guys wanting to destroy Christmas. Oh, yeah, Mr. Grouch <laughs> yeah. and Mr. Meanie. Guys, yeah. you need to chill out. Like <laughs> Exactly. Well, they've got to change their names first and foremost if they want to, you know, gain any sort of respect because it just says it all on their names but yeah uh yeah no, it's just it's just you know kind of innocent fun really like it's a it's a great story for kids i can i can imagine myself being a kid and really enjoying this story you know it's just mm. got it's got action it's got you know our first incontinuity appearance of santa claus <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah actually i remember you, you asked me like can you get a story with santa claus in it so yeah that was um, a while ago yeah, yeah yeah i hope i delivered um that's it well done yeah. And good artwork too, actually. The art uh, was very solid. Yeah. yeah, I found very solid. Um, I don't. Are you reading it um, on a digital version? Yes, um, um, my digital version is very touched up, so it's not. Yeah, I think mine is too. So it's quite very solid, very bold, very nice. Yeah. Now uh, I believe uh, I just want to double check. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jerry Siegel wrote this, and the penciler was Jack uh, Jack Bumley. Jack Bumley. Yeah. Oh, cool. I know Joe Schuster, I think, I can't remember what happened. He was he was going blind or something was happening where he couldn't uh, draw a lot 
for mm. like every issue. So okay, but uh, that's a, that's a bit that's sad. But yeah, um, it is pretty sad. Um, yeah, but, uh, but the, yeah, no, this uh, art was this art was great. I think it, uh, it, it evoked a uh, almost like uh, like it evoked a comic strip element to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, coloring is good too. Um, mm. Which obviously it's been touched up, um, yeah. yeah. Which is great because sometimes it's it's difficult to read these things online when they're not yeah, touched up. Yeah, um, true. Uh, I do love, <laughs> I love like the sort of ghost of Christmas past thing that Superman does. He just takes the kid and yeah. goes, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I got that vibe of him just, um, yeah, looking at um, poor Billy Connolly yeah, crying. Billy Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, no, that was nice. And then uh, again, like spaceships, Santa and spaceships. Yeah. Whoever, who, who would have ever? Why thought is there together? a spaceship in this book? Where did like Crouch, Grouch, and Meanie get a spaceship? Like, yeah. <laughs> these guys do a lot. I mean, for entrepreneurs, they not only drive a spaceship, but they they become masked vigilantes as well. Um, you know, yeah. they they do a lot of stuff. So. Um, yeah, a lot of fun stuff here, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. I think it's it's at fourteen, fifteen pages. Yeah, um, yeah, it's so a perfect enough, length, really. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, there's enough dialogue. Obviously, back in the Golden Age and the Silver Age, you get a lot of dialogue, yeah. um, more so than modern day comics. But yeah, at fourteen, fifteen pages, it's it's quite doable. I actually find Golden Age dialogue a lot less repetitive than Silver Age dialogue, even though there's a lot of it. I found all the dialogue in this. Yeah, like actually had something to say. If that makes sense, okay. like it was none of it felt unnecessary. But like a lot mm. of Silver Age books, I find have a lot of unnecessary dialogue over explaining. Um, yeah. you know, Superman doesn't go. I'm going to use my X-ray vision to look into yeah. this wall, or oh, that's, yeah, I'm going to use my jumping. You know, they do that a lot in like the 50s and 60s and stuff. Um, yeah, they do it to to kind of kind of spruik the the characters to readers to potential new readers, so you kind of get a nice little snapshot yeah. of what they can do. So yeah, it was kind of a a strategy, but um, yeah. But in this, it's much uh, yeah, oh. and we also this is the point. Superman is still jumping here; uh, he doesn't fly, so. Okay. Um, oh, I yeah. yeah, well, that, that's kind of funny because they never really say he's like leaping off or anything. So, mm. um, but yeah, no, he just jumps. He can jump really high, obviously. If he's but hang on, when he's carrying James Daniels, it's it's a horizontal like the movement is horizontal. I mean, it looks like flying, but it's not. Flying. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, he he didn't first fly until like 1943. Okay. Um. Yeah, but like. Flying was obviously a welcome change because it solves a lot of problems. Like, for instance, yeah. when he looks like he's flying, but he's just jumping. So, <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so funny because one of the main things you think about when people ask what superpower do you want, it is flight. Yeah, right? you know, and it's funny that they didn't really connect the dots back then until a little later. That yeah, flying would be a fantastic thing. <laughs> well, I guess so, they were looking at it scientifically if we remember like the first mm, you know where they're yeah. explaining like how just everything of his is amplified yeah um yeah. so you know eight times as mm. strong can leap eight times stuff like that um yeah yeah i really like uh one of my I really like like clark and lois how they decide to start you know charity thing 
for all the mm-hmm. poor kids. I think that's a nice look at their uh, journalism stuff saving the day as opposed uh, yes. to, you know, Superman beating everyone up, I think. Especially yeah. for, like, a comic in the 40s, too. You know, it's stuff yeah. like this is really nice to see. Um, yeah, and my favourite line in the comic is, I think it's Professor Groucher, he's like, Talking to Santa, he's like, we demand that you conform to our way of thinking or suffer the consequences. <laughs> like, <that's... laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Some of the dialogue is a bit, is a bit funny. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and the actions as well. Like my favorite bit is when Superman dumps Meanie down the chimney. And, you, <laughs> you know, um, regardless of physics, he kind of just neatly goes in and comes out the fireplace and, yeah. and, uh, and talks to Grouch. So there's all these kind of really, I don't know, cartoonish elements. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And not to mention when they send Lois into space on that rocket thing mm, that they I just know. have. <laughs> it's just, it's just weird, isn't it? Like all of a sudden they just they can do that. And... Like th- this story is bonkers in a good way, but it's absolutely mental. <laughs> it's like it's, it is because it's it's got the whole underlying like um, message of you know giving to less fortunate, which I think is a really mm. good thing to put in a comic. Is a basic message like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of like an overly complicated political one. Um, yeah. And, you know, you have like that basic underlying message, you know, Superman showing the rich kid all the poor kids, stuff like that. But then you have this like bonkers stuff with like a spaceship mm. and launching Lois into space. And I love when Superman rescues her, puts her on the roof, and then they just see her on the roof and kidnap her again. <laughs> <laughs> like straight away, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously they had to do that to to, to kind of get her back again. Yeah. It, it's um, it's crazy, isn't it? Because like back in in the golden age, like the characters are are so differently defined than now, right? I mean, you could argue. I mean, obviously, like now, modern day character development. Uh, there's a complexity to it. Mm. There's a, there's a simplicity to it here in the in the golden age where where a lot of things are just like yeah just just accept it, you, you know. Pretty like, much. Like these grouchy and meanie these guys. Um, there's no real rhyme or reason why they hate it other than them being Ebenezer Scroogey kind of light characters who just hate Christmas and want to yeah. destroy it. There's no underlying things. You don't understand the the psychology of these two, but it's just fun because it's it's yeah. I just mean, caricatures. I agree with you, but I will point out um, yeah. they do explain that they had shitty childhoods essentially, and like they never yeah, enjoyed I mean, Christmas, still, so they don't want anyone else to enjoy it. But uh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. No, I, mean, I, that, I know what you mean. Simple, um, yeah, that's a, that's a simple explanation as well. So, um, uh, I mean, you, you know, we're, we're back in those days of you know like mad scientists and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, this this is like absurd, even by forty standards, though. <laughs> like, oh, is this, it okay? Oh, yeah. Kind of I mean, parcel of yeah. Okay. No, I mean, knocking I mean, out I'll, reindeer I'm, with the gas and stuff. This well, is mental. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you've got Santa involved, so there, there's going to be a level of absurdity. Yeah, I, I guess with it, it's more absurd than usual. Um, yeah, but yeah. like Clark and Lois, they all act, you know, um, like the yeah. Normal cells. But, uh, so, was, you know the um the things that you guys reviewed the Fleischer Fleischer cartoons. Yeah. Were they in the forties as well? Yeah, they were forties. Okay, because they're very similar. The villain there was very similar to me. Um, you know, had one driving motive, um, to build this 
electrothanasia ray or something and and uh to destroy superman yeah you know so a lot of very just simple characters you don't really have to understand them no you don't they're Um, they're just bad and you know they're bad because either their name says it grouchy and meanie or they just look bad yeah (laughs) you know so yeah um yeah very different yeah there's um yeah, so speaking of all, there's definitely more nuance in um, the normal stories mm-hmm. that Superman does in this era, like a lot more. Um, not, that I'm, not that I'm saying they're like super nuanced or anything, but like sure, this is sure. this is definitely a very, very aimed at very young reader mm. Christmas yeah, tale. So, um, yeah, so uh, it's a good representation of the Golden Age, but I, I think um, yeah, there's definitely more yeah. to a lot of stuff than this. Like I'm just thinking about. Um, like some of the other, because I love that golden age on this I have, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this is this is a nice simple story. I enjoyed it. It um, is, and it's a cri- nice Christmas tale, a nice way to end this year, Connor. Yes, it uh, is. It's uh, you get the feels for it. So, um, I'm hoping, uh, listeners, if you can find yourself a copy, where can listeners find a copy of this, Connor? Um, let me see. It is available in a thing. I'll just mm-hmm. check where it is. Yeah, I enjoy this more than last year's Christmas episode. I'd have to say as well, only because it's got, it's kind of feel good. And, and that's exactly what this story is meant to do. Make you yeah. feel good. So, um, yeah, I like the way, the way you say it, the abs- absurdity. That is such a good term for it because it's, it's just so out there by today's standards and it's so different storytelling to today's that um but also as you mentioned for its time as well it's a little loopy so you have that absurdity in there okay so you can pick this up on comiXology oh really cool yep um i i feel like it would be in one of the golden age omnibuses oh okay i'm not it's not in my one because I would have remembered this story. <laughs> um, it might be in volume two, or they they don't do. They also do like trades. Okay. Of like, so they put out like the Green Lantern, Silver Age, Omnibus, Superman, Golden Age, but they also do like trade versions mm-hmm, for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like they'll yes, do they three do. or four trades that'll collect one omnibus. Um, mm-hmm. So check those out as well. Uh, and if you're into Golden Age Superman, I highly recommend that too. Or I would even recommend, even if you're curious, just picking up the first volume mm-hmm. of Superman in the Golden Age, because it's good stuff, uh, really enjoyable. Yep. Uh, you know, not shy about hiding its um, agendas either back in the day. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, for, for an easy read, you can pick this up on Comicsology for $2.00. Yeah, I mean, and I'd urge listeners to as well. And if you do, drop us a line as well. Tell, let us know what you think. It's, yeah, um, definitely. It's an obscure one. I mean, we did drop a, a post out earlier for you to send your thoughts, but um, it is a hard one maybe to track. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, check out Comixology. Check out the, the collections there. And be really interested to know what you think because um, it is a different Superman. It's a different Superman from the Bendis issue that we spoke about. It's different yeah. from Tyler Hoochloon. It's different from, you know, um, you know, all the others. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting read. Yeah, good, good to go back to simpler, you mm-hmm. know, funner times. Uh, no stupid 
writing, no, let's get Superman's real identity, just, hey, what if Superman teams up with Santa Claus? Yeah, that sounds good. Exactly. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Santa. That's great. Yeah. Um, All right. I still, I, still can't, I still can't believe this truth thing kind of saying. Anyway, I'm still yeah. Up. yeah, let's let's end on a positive note. Yeah, so, sure, sure, sure. Um, yes. Everyone, uh, Merry Christmas. If you don't do Christmas, uh, whatever holiday you celebrate, or if you're not exactly. celebrating a holiday, just have a good time over... These holidays, um, and a happy new year if people celebrate, uh, Mm -hmm. this particular new year. And, um, yeah, until next time. So this, this will be out. We're recording this a bit earlier, but this will be out on the 21st. So I don't think Mm -hmm. there's actually a break in our schedule. So two weeks after the 21st, we should have another episode up. And next is in the new year. Yeah, I can't remember what the next episode is. I believe it's Superman Returns to Krypton. I'm not sure, but that's it. Know, silver age story so yes um yeah look i i share my sentiments uh the sentiments of connor as well wishing you all the very best uh whatever you celebrate uh, just enjoy your time with your family and your friends enjoy the break from work uh and uh, yeah be safe and uh yeah it's it's been a it's been a great year um i hope you've been enjoying this podcast as well we absolutely yeah. enjoyed um, producing it and and just making it um we'd love to chat about it so hopefully you come away with something as well from it but uh yeah yeah um hope to see you in the new year as well we're going to be refreshed we're going to be ready to go we've got big plans so yes yes stay tuned yeah so until next time uh happy holidays Happy holidays. All right. See ya. See ya. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter at LSK Podcast, our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.